This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode number... <laughs> Rampage Road Trip! Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that He created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens podcast. Welcome back to Strangers and Aliens, the podcast about science fiction, fantasy, faith, and imagination. I'm one of your hosts, Evan David, and I'm here with Ben Avery and his son, Tim, and we're on a road trip to see Rampage, and we forgot what episode number we were supposed to number this episode. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all, because it doesn't matter. And um, we'll also talk about uh, a little bit of Pacific Rim, because I never got around to doing that episode, and I went and saw it. But we can't talk about that, because I haven't seen it. We can talk about it vaguely. Okay. Basically, did you like the first one? Yes. Um, you would, you'll, you're going to like this one, but maybe not as much. Okay. That's you, what I expected. You're still going to enjoy it, and they do some fun stuff. Cool. Cool. All right. So, Rampage. We are in the car. We are on the way. And uh, did <laughs> when you first heard about this movie, what did you think? I thought this is going to be so dumb unnecessary i don't know unnecessary might be a good word here's the thing though did you ever play the game i did did you play it like how'd you play it nintendo 64 Ooh, that's cool um i played it with quarters at the bowling alley and loved it and realized even then i knew it was just a i didn't get the wolf guy but (laughs) clearly they were just doing a okay it's not Godzilla, but it is. It's not King Kong, but it is. And you're going to smash things. And that's what we liked about it. And by we, I mean me, because I didn't ever play with anybody when I was at the bowling alley. I don't remember why we go to the bowling alley so much. I remember renting it once, I think, maybe twice, and didn't play it for very long because it was very simple gameplay. It's arcade gameplay on a Nintendo game, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> but... It just, it, this, it takes me back, and the more I see the trailer, same old trailer. That trailer, I don't know how many times I've seen it, but I just wish there was more than one trailer. <laughs> but uh, it just makes me feel like, oh, they're going to make this movie into what the game was, which is, it's not King Kong, but it is. It's not Godzilla, but it is. But it does feel like there's a little bit more to it, because you have characters interacting with the creatures and communicating with them with sign language so there's a little bit of Congo thrown in yeah it's it's interesting because you know with a lot of video game movies uh, there's story already there 
but here it was there was no story whatsoever and now they're they're having to fabricate one to fit the premise which is kind of neat i'm excited though because of the possibilities of the potential like the same reason that i'm excited for pacific rim i'm excited for for this and that is that um it's going to I say it's going to. It can and possibly, potentially, maybe, definitely should play with the tropes of what they're getting into with a giant gorilla, giant reptilian monster, and then the wolf that can kind of fly. Uh, the wolf with, like, flying squirrel wings. And yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know how that fits in the context of things. Um, the wolf creature just never fit into the game for me whenever I would play it. I'm just like, this is, I don't get it. Um, now of course I'm going on 30 year old memories of this. This is an old video game. I mean, is it a thing now? Is it, I don't, I don't. Eighties and nostalgia for the eighties are big right now. Yeah. But to base it, I, I just don't get of course, you said Nintendo 64, right? Yeah. So that's 90s. Yeah, this, this was definitely a port from the uh, the arcade game. It just seems so weird that they're just taking this kind of almost random arcade game that I wouldn't call it one of the, I don't know, Hall of Fame great classics. Maybe. Well, do you want to talk about other video game adaptions, Ben? We can, but first, I would like to hear... What Tim thinks. Okay. Because Tim's seen the trailer a couple times. Like, and Maybe once. Well, I, I think they played it at um, at Star Wars. So maybe, maybe twice. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, though. What, what, do you, what do you think it's going to be? What am I getting into? I honestly don't know. <laughs> are, you, are you a fan of The Rock? Not really. <laughs> All right. Are you a fan of giant monster movies? Sure, yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. This is something. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this. Is, uh, I asked Tim if he wanted to go, and Tim said, yeah, sure. So, I mean, there's that's his endorsement right there. Uh, yeah, uh, if I'm not paying to go to a movie, I, I'll sure I'll go to this movie. <laughs> yep. Oh, that says a lot right there. I just about excited. <laughs> so, okay, so video game adaptations. I honestly, in my mind... Do not put this in that category. It is in that category. But in my mind, this is kaiju. This is kaiju movie category for me. But let's talk video game stuff first. I tried to explain Super Mario Brothers to Tim today. <laughs> here's how I explained it. I said, imagine the kind of movie you could make out of Super Mario Brothers. And imagine, you can imagine, a, it could be a good movie, but imagine that they didn't make the good movie. They make the stupid movie. Now take the stupid movie they just made and make it so it doesn't look anything at all like Mario Brothers. And that's Super Mario Brothers the movie. Uh, there is one or two clever things they did with jumping. Where with the, the verb that we use over at Welcome to Level 7, when you MCU something, that you take something that's ridiculous and try and give it a real world explanation for it. They took the, the jump and made a real world explanation for it with leg braces that give them super powered jumps. MCUing should not be done with Mario. No, <laughs> Mario should just be what it is, but it doesn't matter. I've heard some really interesting things about the making of that movie, how it got to be what it was, and it's amazing it even got finished. It's amazing that there's a lot of amazing things that went on. I guess 
uh, Mario and Luigi. Uh, I can't remember who played who, but they were just drunk the whole time. <laughs> they just hated being there. So anyway, that's that's my first go-to. What's your first go-to? Uh, you know, that when I think of video game movies, that is my first go-to. But then there's all... I mean, there's a ton. There's... Uh, Street Fighter? I've never seen Street Fighter. One that was... Mortal Kombat? I didn't see that. I've seen clips of that, and I never want to see that movie. I uh, One that actually stands out as not terrible... Because like, video game movies, like, for a long time, they're just notoriously bad. Like, there's not a good one. But then... You know, there's there's a couple of okay ones, uh, like uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. You ever seen I that? I have not seen that. I, I and for no reason other than I just didn't didn't get around to it, and then it didn't matter. Think Pirates of the Caribbean, but in the desert. Sure. Oh, okay. I'm I, I'm still not ever gonna see it probably, but. Okay. Did, did you like it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. I mean, I never played the video game, but it was an okay <laughs> movie. <laughs> I played the video game, <laughs> and the video game's pretty cool. But anyway. Did you see Assassin's Creed? No. Was that as bad as it looked? I did not see it. Okay. Um, I have some problems with the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, is it primarily coming from the point of view that you're an assassin? No, it's okay. like the whole premise of the game is that God's not real. That's the premise of the game. That's the, that's the, like, the, the big mystery you're, you're uncovering, is that uh, God's not real. Okay, well. Anyway, uh, what, what else is there? Uh, Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider, not bad as far as adaptations of the the game. I did. We didn't see the new one. Uh, have you seen the new one? No, I want to. Okay. Um, but you know what? I just watched um, Tomb Raider two, half of it on TV because it was on Cradle of Life. Yes, yes. Cradle of Life, and uh, the Cradle of Life. I will say that Angelina Jolie looks spot on in that role. It was like perfect casting, honestly. Yes, but that's because they created the role in the video game to be very thin waist, very wide other parts. Well, yes. <laughs> but like even her face and stuff looks and, uh, yeah. And her hair too. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And the short shorts. They did, actually didn't do that very much, the short shorts and the tank top. But. Yeah, I don't think they even showed that in the second one. So, anyway, uh there's um Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, the what's interesting about that is that the franchise it's it's basically a couple different franchises. There's the video game franchise and the movie franchise that references things and names from the video game, but really they're two pretty different things as far as I know. There might be connections that I don't know. I've only played early Resident Evil games, and then I have seen all except for I think the last two of the Resident Evil movies. So, and it's basically just apocalypse, zombie apocalypse with superpowers. See, they, they never make uh, movies out of my favorite video games, like Legend of Zelda. And we can thank Super Mario Brothers for that because after that, Nintendo's like, nope, no more. Nintendo was super hands-off with Mario's though. And, and they were just like, just do whatever, make us money. And then now the... I think Nintendo has to go the other direction and say... Well, they have been for a long time, but now they're coming back, Ben, because they just sold the rights to the Mario movie to Blue Sky, I think. That's right. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully if that goes well, we'll get some more, like, we'll get Metroid, we'll get Star Fox, we'll get Link. That'd be sweet. Yeah, the only thing with that is, I mean, playing the game is the story, too, Like, and that's exciting. I remember there's moments in, like, Star Fox where, especially at the end when you go to the final battle... 
and it's exciting because you're just like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. But it's happening to you. And that's the difference between a video game movie and a video game is the video game is happening to you. So Resident Evil, as you're you know walking down the hallway and you're hearing, depending on your speakers or your headphones, you're hearing things and it's it's scary. And, and then all of a sudden something pops out at you and it's just, oh, what happened? You know, and um, you're you're living the moment. Whereas with a, with a movie, you're watching someone else play the game. Yeah, but then, but also like either video games, some of them have incredible foundations to build on for a movie for as far as a premise could go. And then some of them just have really great stories that aren't reaching the mainstream audience. But we're missing the biggest one. Maybe not the biggest one. Doom. Final Fantasy. Oh, oh, Final Fantasy. Yeah. No, Doom, I have not seen. That was The Rock, though, too, right? Yes, and I did see that one. Okay, how was that? I mean, I don't don't like Doom. I've never played Doom. But there was one part near the end where they switched to first-person mode and do a whole sequence like that. So I'm sure that was cool for the Doom players. Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I, I just... The thing with a video game movie is... Like, I, with this, I'm completely in my mind, this is not a video game movie. I'm going to be judging this on, is it a good kaiju movie? Is it a good monster movie? And so, will the human story and the monster story go hand in hand, and will they work together? And will they make sense together? And will it be fun? And is there going to be fun destruction? Um, and is are the monsters going to be creepy or scary or, you know, whatever? Um that's what I'm going into this wondering and wanting. Okay. I can't, I don't know if I can separate it from the video game. We'll see. Watching it. Well, but like you said, the video game has really nothing to it other than smashing buildings. Yep. So, I guess by your, if you're judging it by the video game standards, it'd be pretty easy to be successful. Well, it's just that that was, you know, that's my entry point to this thing. So it's like, anyway. Yeah, I, is this going to feel like a knockoff version of King Kong versus Godzilla? I hope not. Well, but what if a knockoff is better than the real thing? You mean like Galaxy Quest? Yeah. See, mm, yeah, that's tough because I really like that new Godzilla movie and I'm psyched for Godzilla versus King Kong, so we'll see. Well, I'm not talking about the, the upcoming Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm talking about the um, the the old version. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I could see it. I, I've never seen the original, so I don't know. You've not? Nope. Tim has. Tim, Tim what Tim do you think about Godzilla versus King Kong? I've seen that, like, at least twice, haven't I? I? You have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Um, I can't remember who won. Did King <laughs> Kong? No. <laughs> Technically speaking, nobody really won, but yeah. kind of King Kong did, depending on how you squint. <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I don't remember it too much because it's been a while since I saw it. Anyway, the the point being that I'm going to watch this and say, am I getting good monster fights? Is this going to hold up as a kaiju movie? As a video game movie, it, yeah, you, like you said, there's no story that I know of. I mean, all I know is from the cabinet, you stand there, and your your monsters... You play the monster, and you are destroying things, and you are destroying the city. And that made it a little bit different, too. It's just there's a little bit of a, um, uh, maybe maybe it shouldn't be there, but a little bit of a joy in destroying things, you know? And, uh, and so that's that's my judging. And, and then, so the, the difference here is 
yeah, with Zelda, if they did a Zelda movie, you're going to judge that with a much different paradigm than with this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what do you... So how are you... How, how, what does this movie have to do to be successful for you? Just entertain me, make me laugh, make me happy with all the action and stuff. I mean, I wasn't going to see this movie in theaters, but then you invited me to come, so I'm like, oh, sure, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because it's happening. It's now. Um, yeah. Okay. Back to Pacific Rim Two. Um, I really wanted to do an episode about that, but uh, nobody went to see it, and now I, it's Rampage, and then we have Avengers coming. And uh, but you remember the, the, the first Pacific Rim when one of the major themes was like working together as a team. Uh huh. That's again. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Maybe there's not much to talk about. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, anyway, um, The Rock. You, you, you like The Rock? Yeah. I mean, for a long time, I feel like he was the the throwaway movie star. You know, where it's like, okay, well, we couldn't get anybody else to play this character, so The Rock, of course, we'll get him to play it. But, I mean, he's delivering some solid performances. This guy has made the transition. Uh, I mean, if you look at any other professional wrestler... No one has been able to do what he's done. Well, John Cena's coming up on it. No, not even close. Not even close. He just—he was just in an Academy Award-nominated film. What, what? Ferdinand. That's not even close. Not even close. No, you've got The Rock getting into these these big movies like this, but then you also have him getting into roles where he, he's not The Rock anymore. He's Dwayne Johnson now. Yeah, Moana. He, and John Cena, I guess he and, and The Rock can fight over who did better, Ferdinand or Moana. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm amazed. I mean, if you look at all these other wrestlers who have tried to make that transition, Andre the Giant did a good job because he didn't really do too much. He just did Princess Bride, and, you know, that's that was great. But Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Triple H, I mean, you look at these guys, and they all are trying to make this transition from professional wrestler to I am a legitimate actor and yeah Hulk Hogan no you, you didn't do it <laughs> because you can't do it he was in Gremlins too was he I think at one point the the Gremlins stopped the projector uh, okay I in my memory I've seen Gremlins too I don't remember anything about Gremlins too I've only seen clips online. I don't think I've seen it. I own it. I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Rock, good job. I don't know how good you can be in this movie, but you've done a, you've done a good job making the transition, buddy. So we are here 10 minutes after start time. Well, that just means we miss a third of the trailers? Yeah. I'm, we might. This might be our lucky day. The theater's not looking too bad as far as the parking lot goes. Pacific Rim... It was just me and a handful of people. Um, Ready Player One. It was just <laughs> us and random, yeah. random guy who turned out to be not random, but actually a friend yep. of you. Yep. Oh, I forgot to say one more thing. The best video game movies aren't based on video games. But what? But they're about video games, like Wreck-It Ralph. Or The Wizard. Or Ready Player One. Eh. <laughs> Well, Wreck-It Ralph, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Tim and I were talking today about, like, there was supposed to be a Minecraft movie. And, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
But um, uh, Ready Player One starts out with Minecraft World. Remember? That's one of the first things as oh, they're yeah, as right. they're explaining what the virtual reality is. There's. You're right. Yeah. All right. We're gonna shut down this recording and we're gonna walk into the theater and we are going to have some fun. I hope. And you want to grab the popcorn bucket? All right. And we're back. We're in the car. We are in the car and we are headed home. That was a movie that we saw. Wow. Uh, Let's start the car and... Uh, So we need to start with spoiler-free. Yep. But... um, I will say, uh, I put my review on Letterboxd while we were sitting there listening to the Smashing Pumpkins and the end credits. So did I. And uh, my seven-word movie review is Best Kong vs. Godzilla Movie of 2018. Nice. So that's, uh, I'll say that. Okay. Um, Tim, you, didn't, you don't have a Letterboxd account, so uh, what did you say about the movie as we were walking out of the theater? That was a good movie. I'd watch that again. Like, that was a really good movie. And he kept saying that. <laughs> so he really likes it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we, we need to just quickly do non-spoiler stuff. Okay. Um, and so I'm just quick non-spoiler for me um, is I, I did like it. I liked it quite a bit. I laughed. I found myself. It, it was brutal. It was a little bit horrifying when you consider the real world consequences yeah. of what was going on. Um and uh, the script went through polishes, I'm sure, <laughs> but it still still came out like an 80s action movie, which, you know, but I was going in for a kaiju movie, and they delivered. They did. And they delivered on the whole just three monsters smashing a city for a little bit there. Yep. And so those are the stuff that we were looking for. They even put in some of the video game moves. Mm-hmm. And and there's cameo from the video game. Yeah. So that's my quick non-spoiler review. Uh, I would say if you if you like that kind of movie, if you like the King Kong Skull Island movie, if you like um, 80s and 90s and 2000s Godzilla movies, and 60s, we'll, we'll go back there. I mean, um, then yes, there's there's stuff for you. And... Yeah, but don't expect it to, you know, cause you to, to think too much. <laughs> there are some themes. Science is a theme. Science does, should not do things that cause monsters. Yeah, that's a that's a big theme. And 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 then there's I remember the friendship. Line. I remembered the line. What was it? The, uh, well, I'll save it. Okay, there's a line that Evan was trying to remember as we were walking out. Um and. Yeah, it was tense. It was in moments exciting and actually in some moments actually a little bit touching. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to pass it to Evan. Start driving home. And Evan, your non-spoiler review. My non-spoiler review is I did not like it nearly as much as Ben or Tim. and But it is definitely a monster movie. And if you just want to go in for a monster movie and lots of destruction and and killing, then you will probably like it. Uh, I, it had a lot of problems for me, but the action parts were still cool. And uh, yeah, there's there was a lot of language. 
that, yes, yes, there was a lot of language and off-color jokes, and they weren't all spoken by humans. Um, <laughs> and and yes, and this is very, it's very violent. This is a yeah. violent, violent movie. It's very gory. Like even from the opening moment, it's just blood and guts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's the body parts. There's moments where it did feel like we weren't watching an action movie. It was more of a horror movie. It was. Um, more in line with maybe aliens than um, than yeah a Godzilla movie and and maybe more in line with like Jurassic Park. Well, but Jurassic Park is nowhere near as gory as that. Nope, it's not. But it's in that the Jurassic Park mayhem involves gore, but Godzilla mayhem usually involves just things. Yeah. And and not a lot of real world, um, you know, people getting thrown. <laughs> And killed, and so there, there's stuff I, I don't want to spoil, but um, yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, and then okay, so I said all that stuff. Yeah, so I'm just I, I'm gonna give you my star rating, and we can talk spoilers and stuff. For me, uh, the gore was a, a little a little out of my comfort zone, and so was the language, and uh, and then there's parts of it where it's. I feel like it's struggling with the tone it wants to set. Or at least that's the vibe I got from it. We can talk about it later. So my star rating, I gave it 2.5 stars. Yeah, and I was going to give it 3.5, but I was doing it on my phone, and I ended up giving it 4. So I might go back and change that. But, um, yeah, because I, I didn't... It's good. I liked it. Um, and it's definitely more on the passing side than on the failing side, for sure. And it's, it was a monster movie. I mean, it was it was a kaiju movie. It was a monster movie, but it was more like, what if you mix Godzilla versus King Kong and mix it with uh, Jurassic Park and Aliens? I saw it. I saw it. It was more like, um, I saw like Skull Island, but you mix that with Jurassic Park and a little bit of Planet of the Apes. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, the way, that's yeah. the way I was watching it, is like the Jurassic Park, um... And the Planet of the Apes, it was, it wasn't a lot in there. But then, like the more you look at it, the more you're like, oh, I guess it does. It does kind of like it is similar in that way. But yeah, was it rated PG thirteen? Yeah, I think so. Okay, because I mean they had the PG thirteen language where they cut off the F word before it could be said, <laughs> and you know that kind of thing. But the violence, at, at, even at the beginning of the movie, I was just thinking there's so much graphic violence, and the blood's red. I mean, it's not. It's not uh, colored black digitally or anything like that. It, it's it's red blood, and I, I, I was just wondering. I don't think that it was as bad as Skull Island. That's probably true, but I was just sitting there wondering: Did I just take my son to his first R-rated movie? <laughs> like, is that? I don't know. I think it. I think it's worse than Skull Island. At least the carnage, like the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the killing is probably not quite as violent, or as they don't show as much of the actual people dying. It's a lot of inferred deaths there were some genuine jumps for me though like i jumped i think three times in this movie uh, i think maybe one for me um so tim what's your star rating and then we can talk spoilers are we talking out of five or ten? Five. Uh, i give it a four yeah it was i liked it it was really good all right we are now entering into spoiler territory so if you haven't seen it go see it and come spoilers. back 
spoilers. And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, um, I'm not saying everyone should go see it. But, yeah, if you like that kind of thing, the stuff that we mentioned, go see it. Spoilers. All right, spoiler territory has been reached. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> we can talk about the script a little bit, because that script, uh, there was some things being said by people in that movie that I wonder how much the actors were just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to say this one. When science poops the bed, That's the one. I'm <laughs> the one who cleans the sheets. <laughs> Yeah. That was the line. I was like, I've got to remember that one. Yeah. And, and I couldn't believe, I mean, I, I felt like George the Ape was a, was actually a genuinely uh, realized character. More than King Kong in some ways. Um, because they actually, he, he had dialogue back and forth with a human character because of the sign language he knew. Um, but then they give him like, he flips the bird eight times in one scene. Um, it was like, remember Ghostbusters uh, with the girl, the girl Ghostbusters or whatever? You're yeah. Right, where the the one guy is like telling her you're fired and get out of your office and everything. And then he starts like doing all the different, I'm going to flip you the bird by blowing into my hand and flip you the bird by cranking it up and you know all that kind of stuff. George was doing that just, he wasn't as as clever with it, you know, because he's a, he's a gorilla. And so he was... Just doing, you know, just flipping it, um, and then he's he's making jokes. He's using language. Um, a lot of the characters for me were stereotypes, like just, I mean, not even not necessarily even stereotypes, but just the trope. It's the trope oh, yeah. of the character. You know, it's nothing deeper than that. And especially the villains, they don't even really explain why they're developing what they're developing money. i mean no they, they do they say money it's all about money yeah because at one point he's like oh, i don't care about the money anymore i just don't want to go to jail well yeah it's for money but they don't explain how it could be used in a military application they don't explain anything about it or what their applications for it are just that they're going to make money with it and maybe they could have explained it a little bit more i've actually heard some talk about this kind of thing it's it's mostly speculative like what would you do with a weaponized creature you know and, and the idea is you just you drop the creature in the middle of enemy territory and just let it destroy the country and that would be that would be the use but it's it's it is definitely a weapon of mass destruction and it would definitely you know escalate things that, but the idea is it can go into places that bombs and and soldiers can't like into into caves and into um bunkers and stuff like that that are but anyway that's the idea <laughs> so well the characters the the villain characters themselves they i felt were like old-fashioned 80s 90s okay, but the, villains the, you know the brother what was he from i've seen that guy in something before yeah so have i, I can't remember okay and i haven't looked it up yet so the lady is like, like the evil um, mom from the Parent Trap, but on steroids and with a gun. Sure. Okay. <laughs> the, the brother's back there, and he's eating a pop tart, or he's yeah, eating a taco. He a pop tart. He's eating a pop tart in a cup warmer. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna burn his fingers. I was like, is he eating a pop tart? Yeah, he's eating a pop tart. What does he have that wrapped up in? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, this does not rise above the genre for sure. Yeah, uh, it fits nice. It fits right into the genre. It's just, it's a little bit more, yeah, gory and um, visually violent than a, a typical Godzilla movie would be. Well, I just thought it's so interesting because the opening scene, I was like, oh snap, okay, we're taking this movie seriously because the opening scene is like very serious, very violent, and. Um, you know, it just has that hard sci-fi horror tone, but then once we get to Earth, out come the jokes and the Texas agent guy. I loved, I loved that guy. But he's just like I loved him. He was funny, and I liked him as a character. But it just to me, like it, it shocked me out of that that tone that was set in the opening scene. I'm like, okay, well, it's not that type of movie anymore. It's a very, you know. We have catchphrases and punchlines, you know. What shocked me out of that beginning tone is is the the villain characters. When you get to that brother and sister, and they are just dumb. Like, what is what is their deal? Like, uh, yeah. Anyway, it, that's probably the weakest part. And they were just there. Why? Because you need a reason for these things to happen, and they are the reason for these things to happen. And okay. Is, <laughs> We got into more of those like cheesy villain tropes. We're like, ah, oh, we have this super antenna on top of our evil lair that we're going to turn on. But that being said, they, I, that was a good device. I thought to to set up the premise yes. of the game. You know? Yeah. Why are they there, and why are they destroying the city? Yeah. Because there's a thing that is drawing them there because they want to stop this noise from affecting them. And I, I, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, thought that was clever. Um, all right, we've already talked a little bit about the action and the violence and the gore. And you want to talk about the ending? The ending of this movie, uh, the climaxes of this movie, where um, multiple times uh, George kills the uh, well, George and the Rock kill the main uh, the, crocodile. the crocodile monster. And I'm just every time they kill it, I'm just like, that was not very satisfying. Oh, it's okay. He's not dead yet, anyway. And it just gets up and starts going again. And then, then he gets killed again. Ah, yeah, okay. Is this it? That wasn't very. Oh, hey, we're doing it again. He's not dead yet. And then when he's finally dead, he's he's really really dead. And there's some. I was really... waiting for him to get up though. He just got stabbed in the eye, and I was like, is he gonna get up? Is he going to get up? I think this killed the other half of his brain from the, the grenade in the ear. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had like four or five grenades go off inside of his head, and he just kind of shakes it off. <laughs> but that made, I mean, that's this felt like a Godzilla movie, though. Like, in that way, you have, you have Godzilla, you have Rodan, and you have uh, King Kong. And Godzilla and Rodan... Um, you know, team up against against King Kong, and then they get torn. They go, they get put against each other, and um, and the reason I use Rodan is because he has the the flying squirrel wings and can kind of fly. But um, yeah, it just uh, that that crocodile creature was. I mean, they they set him up like 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 a Godzilla, and he comes up and he comes up for this awesome superhero money shot, and. There, that's the other thing I will say about this. There were some moments where the visuals, you were absolutely meant to see it in 3D. 
um, in that beginning scene where they're all in the satellite and there's drips of sweat floating in the no uh, no gravity and there's little flecks of of dust and stuff coming in front of the screen and, and that kind of thing. But there were some really cool visuals of the creatures jumping in the air and attacking each other and uh, just just doing monster things. One thing I will say is I thought they did a very good job of balancing the amount of screen time the monsters got. Because mm-hmm. the wolf got his big you know, scene at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he's the first to go in the final climax so we can spend more time with Godzilla. Yes, but the wolf at the beginning sets up how just how dangerous that wolf is. And then when the Godzilla cre- co- crocodile takes out the wolf, it's, oh, he's even badder, you know, and... Uh, and the crocodile doesn't come in until Act Three. You know, the wolf is is there in Act One. The crocodile shows up in Act Three, and this is where things are going to get really bad. Yeah, and it's nice because they they throw you know a couple of glimpses of what the crocodile's doing at the beginning and one little bit in the middle, but then you kind of forget about him. But very Godzilla, yeah. like the, the stuff where you're just seeing like the wake of the water as it's swimming, you know, and it's just it's just traces of what. He, is happening you know you it's 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 effective it, this is a well-made movie if not um well scripted you're right yes <laughs> they they put together a well-packaged action blockbuster movie um not one that i'm really excited to see again necessarily um but if i were to you know have to sit down on a saturday night and watch it i, I wouldn't be terribly upset it's just i you know there's certain movies like this, like Skull Island, I wanted to see again almost immediately. And and this one, yeah, we'll see it again maybe. And if Tim liked it, so that, that suggests that it, it will be seen again in my house. But the, it just felt like more of a horror movie. And that was really interesting, just the, that tone that they were striking. But then you have The Rock you know, doing 80s action star one-liners and... And then trying to, you know, give an emotional performance when George is dead at the end. Except that George is not dead at the end. (laughs) Like, it really is like the 80s action star guy because you've had battalions and battalions of all the armed forces trying to kill these things. And then at the end, it's him in a grenade launcher in a strap across his chest. (laughs) It's so, so G.I. Joe, you know? It's just... And, and it is, it's it's no, the girl. He's doing all of that with a bullet in his side. Yep. Like, yeah. he got shot. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's King Kong fighting uh, Godzilla, and then, um, you know, just one of the random humans is also there shooting at Godzilla. And, you know, they, they did it together, though. He's pulling his weight. He got in the helicopter and was, you know, oh, yeah. he distracted the crocodile. It's really, it's Godzilla- Rodan, uh, the other one, King Kong, King Kong and Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yep. no holds bar free for all. <laughs> yeah. So, well, <laughs> we pulled up to Evan's place. And um, so that means that we are going to be done with this episode. But all things considered, a good movie, a good evening at the movies right now. Uh, I would say that. Um, <laughs> but we didn't talk about how they dispatched the the sister, the lady. 
that was that where was, that was I, I almost turned against the movie, though, yeah, at that point. Because our good guys turned into really horrible. horrible bad people. <laughs> they just murder that lady. <laughs> She has antidote in her purse. They throw another antidote in her purse, and then they yell for George. I don't, what? Why did George pick her up in the first place? Uh, he has Has George ever eaten a human before? Not that we've seen. Nope. <laughs> but they seem to know that if they yell for George, George will reach down, pick her up, and eat her with her well, no, bag. He's he's just gonna grab the first person he sees. She was the closest to him. I think she skipped uh, the rock. I don't think he went. I don't think George was going to eat the rock. Yeah. But he picks her up, drops her in her mouth, drops her in his mouth in a very much made for a 3D movie scene and swallows her whole. She delivers like like a Disney villain esque dying moment like, no, except much more vulgar. (laughs) And then and then she also ends up delivering the antidote. So it wasn't like, hey, let's throw the antidote into his mouth because The Rock has proven Later on, he threw the grenades into the ear. Or let's knock him over and drive every fire truck in the city over to spray stuff into his mouth. (laughs) No, no, they... And and she says to our hero, what are you doing? And our hero, the not the rock, but the his doctor friend, says, I'm feeding the monster to the gorilla. gorilla. (laughs) Not I'm feeding the monster, because he's not a monster. He's a gorilla. But he totally eats her. So, yeah. He just drops her in Now, I, I, I will say this. I do know that gorillas can be, oh, maybe it's just chimpanzees. I know chimpanzees can be uh, cannibals. They will eat each other if, if they must. I did, I did have a problem with the, and this, is, this goes beyond the movie. I did have a problem with his relationship with George because it's fine in a fictional setting, but I don't think you can have that type of relationship with a wild animal. And I think it sets a, like, it, I think it sets a poor example for people, kids growing up and watching this and, you know, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not too worried we, about we that, can, but yeah, we can get into that. Yeah. But anyway, at the end, <laughs> George is like, We've killed the other two monsters. Now the military's like, oh, the giant ape's still alive, but he's good now. We're fine. Well, he totally starts immediately yeah. helping people out of buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so. the, people, the people are fine getting on his hand. They're like, they, they didn't pause or hesitate. They just walk right on his hand and yeah. he sets them down. Like, <laughs> Let's just walk off into the sunset together. Basically. It'll be fine. <laughs> so the other thing that we were waiting for was... There is this, there's Chekhov's rat, all right? So in the space station at the beginning, you have a mutated rat that's causing all sorts of problems. And then you have this rat on the on Earth in the science station, and uh, it survives through the whole thing, and it's in a cage. And, and then the end credits are the Smashing Pumpkins song, The Cage, where it says, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. And I'm just thinking, okay, so are they setting up? a post credit scene to show us that this rat is, is, you know, there for the f- future for the sequel. No, they're, they're not. I, I bet you anything. There's a deleted scene where that happens. Maybe I, I I'll bet anything that if there is a sequel, it's, it's going to be a rat. Yeah. And what else? More rats. I don't know. <laughs> or is it going to be a bigger rat? Yeah, I don't know. So, okay. So that's, We've covered it all. As far as themes and stuff go, this is such a shallow movie. It's a very shallow movie. It does get into some ideas of family and friends and helping each other and stuff like that. But let's face it. it is, 
it's it's shallow. It's as shallow as you know a uh, some of the lesser Godzilla movies, where basically the only thing that the movie is saying is people bad, <laughs> and this is what the movie says: people bad. Don't tickle science because it'll poop the bed. That's the thing. Uh, hey, Evan, uh, do we have a sponsor for this episode? I think we do. It's dogwings.us, and they are a graphic design, caricature, cartoon, logo design uh, place. They did our uh, podcast art, so check them out if you have any of those kind of needs. Tim, any final words? No. <laughs> Evan, any final words? No. And I guess then my final word is just thanks for listening and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Lethel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 And once again, thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, if I'm not paying to go to a movie, I'll sure I'll go to this movie. <laughs>